With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? This is Eric Nam. And this is Eddie Nam. And welcome to Commit or Quit. Hope you guys are doing well and uh, you are ready to buckle in for a new episode of Commit or Quit. We have an amazing guest today on the show. But for people who don't know what Commit or Quit is, Eddie, briefly, what is Commit or Quit? What do we do here? Yeah, we basically watch a movie or a TV show and then we decide on whether to commit to it or quit to it. Because we do realize that even though we are all in quarantine and, and dealing with this COVID-19 situation, uh, there is a lot of catalog. There are a lot of things that you could be watching, but you don't want to waste your time. So we're doing you guys a favor and we're taking the hit if it's bad. But if it's good, you know, we are helping you guys. Word. So today we have a legendary movie uh, brought to us by a legendary friend. His name is Ronnie Chen. You guys may know him from The Daily Show. He is a correspondent there. He's also a stand-up comedian. He is an actor. He's been in a bunch of different things, but he's hilarious and uh we uh, had a great conversation with him didn't we yeah I, you know saying a good conversation is probably an overstatement because um y- you know you and ronnie <laughs> really you y- didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things but honestly I mean, it was- it's more than a good conversation it was a good fight uh yeah, this episode you will hear me really just struggle my way through arguing <laughs> arguing with a stand-up comedian slash guy who went to law school and right. uh, essentially being, I, I would say, kindly bullied into making some decisions. But um, right. it makes for a great show. It was a, it was a hilarious episode. I haven't laughed this hard in an episode in a while. And so I had a great yeah. time. And I think you guys will enjoy it just as much. So without further ado… Here it is. Here's Commit or Quit of My Sassy Girl with today's guest, Ronnie Chang. Hey, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Oh, I actually heard this is really good. What do you say? Should we commit or quit? What's up, dude? Ronnie, how are you, man? Hey, man. I'm okay. Thanks for having me on. How you guys doing? Um, we're doing well. Thanks for joining us. We're excited to have you. And uh, from what we hear, you are in Sydney, Australia. Yes, sir. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So this is, uh, you couldn't get three different time zones. We got we are uh, in three Korea, different time we got, zones. We got uh, Los Angeles, we got Sydney, Australia. I know. The, the wonders that the internet works. Um, mm. what, are you, what are you doing out in Sydney? Are you working? Are you just quarantining? What's going on? Um, I... I came out here for some work and then uh, the world kind of ended. And so oh, yeah. everything got kind of postponed. So I'm just kind of waiting it out here in Australia. Are you with your wife? Yeah. Or are you yeah, just, she's here. Just, My wife is Australian. Okay. Like I used to, I used to live here. I lived here for a long time. So oh, okay. it kind of feels like, kind of feels like home. It's pretty comfortable mm. here. Um, That's cool. They handled it pretty well. Yeah. 
uh, would love to go back to New York, but uh, right now probably not that uh, feasible. <laughs> no point. Going yeah, back. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, New York seems to be going through like a really tough spot. So it's for all my friends and family who are just like, ah, we're sticking, we're waiting it out outside of the city. Seems to be yeah. a much safer bet. Yeah, are uh, you in? Uh, and you're in quarantine right now. I am. I'm in qu- quarantine in Seoul. And uh, uh-huh. I'm almost done. I uh, So I, I spent like almost two months in LA after the tour was cut short. And then I get to Korea uh, putting together a new album. But in Korea, if you've come from out of the country, you have to do two weeks of mandatory quarantine. So yeah, even if they… I think Australia Australia's like that too. But even if they yeah. test you, they can't test you and like… If you're clear, they won't let you out. You still got to be too. Yeah. So I, t- I got tested as soon as I landed. I got cleared immediately within like 12 hours. But I still can't leave. So. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess I guess uh, that's why they're I guess that's why they're ahead of the curve. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. why they have it under control, and they've been really good at just tracing people, doing the contact tracing stuff. So it's been good, but um, it All is right. a little it's maddening been, at times. It's been interesting but. to watch Eric day by day just unraveling and going down this downward spiral just nobody uh-huh. to talk to but himself so you know we're really excited to have you on today because this is also a bit of a therapy session for eric yeah no Ronnie. problem man i mean he's already <laughs> he's not even he's not even showing us his background so i don't know what the hell's going on in his apartment <laughs> yeah, there's right. some it could be, it could be weird weird shit yeah. going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> two weeks in two weeks in isolation yeah, I mean, yeah. but dude, I, I'm so glad we could connect. Uh, you know, it would have been great if we have could have connected in person, but at least we get to do it over a Zoom call. Um, yeah. I guess for people who are listening in, who are watching this on whatever platform, they're kind of wondering how and why is Ronnie here? Um, <laughs> well, first of all, we got to say that Eddie and I are both really big fans of yours. Um, we've so we've much. loved your work. I loved your Netflix special. Um, even in Crazy Rich Asians, I feel like you played it's such a a fun role and uh, and also on the daily show you're you're the one guy that looks like us that can also say stuff that nobody else can and so nice, it's man. uh you're a refreshing voice and face to to hear and watch all the time um no i appreciate so, it and on the flips on the other side also like i love love your music man i went to your concert in new york become an instant thank fan thank you um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great i love it i mean Thank you. I mean, that's… I gotta ask a question. So like, for people who don't know… So actually, nobody knows this story. I'm sitting backstage after the concert in New York. And I'm and I'm kind of exhausted. There's a billion people backstage. I'm just going through my Instagram. And I was like, Ronnie Chang tags me in a story. And I was like, Ronnie Chang was here. And I looked at Eddie's like, Ronnie Chang was here. And I was like, where was he? And this is like, the point of view was like, on the floor… Up, looking up uh, on yeah. during a song, but how did you end up at one of my shows? I'm just so <laughs> curious. What do you mean? Your music's great. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you. I just yeah. My um, admittedly, uh, my wife put me on to you. Um, she was like, "Hey, this guy, this guy's great. Um, he's performing live in New York. You want to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Uh. I'll come watch this." And so I. I Came to watch it. I was like, man, you blew you blew it away. The concert, you were singing, dancing, people were throwing stuff at you, um, <laughs> underwear. It was just crazy, yeah. And um, uh, uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me of one of my concerts. Um, <laughs> where people, uh, and um, so, like, 
I just bought a ticket and went just because like, what the hell, right? Like, well, one, I, I personally like, I, I mean, I don't really know you, so I'm not going to like mm. ask you for anything. And also it's like, mm. yeah, just buy a ticket and go. Like, that's what it, <laughs> you know, like I come from live performing. So yeah. right? if people just buy a ticket and come watch, like that's cool. If, if there's some, um, I, I always appreciate people like reaching out, you know, mm-hmm. fellow performers reaching out afterwards. Yeah. But um, yeah, we just went to go watch, and I think there's this kind of, um, kind of like a kin kinship between like, I feel like a lot of musicians, the musicians musicians I know anyway, they like really like stand up yeah. comedy, and they're kind of like, yeah. they you know they face live music every day, so they're they're not that they're sick of it, but like in their spare time they rather go watch something else rather than watch music yeah. some more because for them it's like a job. And um, so they kind of gravitate towards stand-up because it's like live performing. And it's the same mm-hmm. for stand-ups. Like in our off time, we'll gravitate towards live music because nah. watching stand-up is, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's fun. But it's also, sometimes it can be work. It feels like work. So you just want right, to go and right. see something else. And, you know, I learned a lot from your production values. The whole time I'm like putting my producer hat on. Like, man, how much does that cost? Like that <laughs> LED in the back. Like, is he, is he touring with that? Did he hire that locally? Like, who are these guys? Are these guys local? Do they travel with him? <laughs> does that guy… Like, who, yeah, I wonder who that dude is. Like, yeah, like, you know… Profession- <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Eric is oh, under you don't know his. Sh- oh, yeah. Wait, sorry. <laughs> his show, just for background, there's like… He has like backup dancers and all that. So, yeah, sorry. What you <laughs> no, it's… Uh, when, when we saw that you tagged him on, on the story, like… You know, we we're buzzing about that because I think last week we had watched your stand-up special. And, oh, right. Yeah. And the person that recommended me to watch that w- were my in-laws. And they're they're white. And so they're uh, like, you're going to… Uh. like, It wasn't like a, you're going to like this because he's also Asian. But they're like, yo, this is genuinely funny. And oh, cool. not to go cool. too deep into it. But um, we were also having a conversation. We're like, yo, we need like some like Eastern Asian bros to just like be genuinely funny and crush it on stage. And when I watched uh-huh. that, dude… It touched my heart. The shit was hilarious. Oh, thanks, man. So thanks, thank man. Yeah, you. yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's awesome. And also like, um, yeah, watching you perform and like, you know, in it can't, can't help but think like, you know, I, I, I know just a little bit of the background of what you were doing and like just thinking like, damn, he had to, you know, like he had to kind of go to Korea to figure this out and then come back to America, you know. And that's something which like, I like, I, I totally understood that whole thing why yeah. that had to happen and like i'm glad it happened and just you know just also also kind of like a little bit of uh, frustration that it had to happen that way you know but that's you know that's mm-hmm. the game so just kind of watching as a live performer you know in in your own right and and then also the business side of it and like also you as like an asian guy performing on stage you know all those stuff so well, uh, well, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm so thankful that you came to the show. I'm so glad that you tagged me on that one story and that we were able to connect because yeah. uh, both Eddie and I were so excited and um, we definitely appreciate it. There's like a I, Eddie. I feel like there's a recurring theme with a couple of these new friends that we make where it's like their wives drag them to a show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like yeah, Randall man. Park as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know you, what? We, you 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 acknowledge you on stage. You're like, <laughs> how many people here? How many people here? Because your girlfriend or wife dragged you, <laughs> and then it was like, yeah. There's like, yeah, yeah, that we're we're stuck here, but uh, all the guys. hopefully, you all have a good time. Yeah, no, but that's what's um, cool, man. You you convert people. 
you convert people you convert people to K-pop, you convert people to you, you know. People come I mean that's how it spreads, right? It's word of mouth. It's the strongest mm, mm, marketing. Mm, mm. It's word of mouth. Yeah. It's like just like you and your in-laws. So hey, yo, go see this guy, you know, he's good and then you go right. watch it. Oh my god, yeah. Blows your Yeah, words. man. And we're, and we're super bummed that everything got postponed cuz you're supposed to be touring. Like you're going to come to yeah, the world right. right next to me. Yeah, so. yeah. Supposed to be um um going on tour, it was selling really well and then uh right. yeah, just just um had to make the call of like you know, do you do you really wanna do you really wanna just like push through for this right. year and like who knows what's gonna happen with the venues, what the rules are around it? Mm-hmm. I just right. felt like more more time probably helps, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm really curious, you know, for some people may know how you got started, but for those of you who for for the people who don't, you know, how did you make your way from Asia over to New York on The Daily Show. Now you're doing, you know, a bunch of acting and stuff as well. Like, was this always the goal? Was this always the dream? How did this happen for you? Your life and your career? Um, I know that's a huge question, I, but… Yeah, it's… uh <laughs> Basically, I went to uh, Australia for law school. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was growing up in Singapore. And then I went to Australia for law school. And then I just started doing stand-up comedy in Australia and um it was going pretty well here um I was Mm -hmm. like uh I was selling uh, I was selling tickets I was kind of getting on TV a little bit I mean as much as Australia will let Asian guys on TV uh, Mm um which is not a lot and then um and then I got hired on a daily show and then moved over to America um in 2015 so I was doing comedy in Australia for about um Let's see, uh, six years. Yeah, I did it for six years. Wow. Then I moved to America. Yeah, and then um, uh, started uh, continued doing stand up there, obviously. And then um, yeah, it's just well, I mean that's just how it played out. You know? Where for for law school? Were you in law school during the time that you were doing stand up? Was it like do both at the same time? Have your insurance kind of thing going? Uh, yeah, I guess I I was doing. I was doing stand up uh, like straight out of law school. Like I didn't have any. I didn't. I couldn't get a job, oh, okay. so I just. I was. Just, yeah. I finished law school and I just was doing stand up comedy as much as I could. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, in Australia. I see, I and see. Australia has a pretty good co- stand up comedy infrastructure. You know, they have. Uh, mm-hmm. They have some really good platforms like the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and like. Yeah. Um. There's uh. There's like a lot of touring infrastructure. You know, if if you're, um, if if you kind of. You know, put yourself. Uh, if you hustle a bit and and you know you, you work at it, you can kind of do your own venues. You know, mm-hmm. like just like music. In fact, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of this, the way I was touring was a lot like a like a indie band. It was it wasn't so much yeah. comedy clubs because there's only a few comedy clubs. It was more like you get your own venue. You know, you do the uh-huh. marketing, you bring people in, and then okay. every year, every year you try to double your numbers. So that was kind of right, what was right, happening right. in Australia. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean. It's cool. I I I have this. Uh, I guess I'm jealous of comedians in many ways uh, because <laughs> you guys are allowed to say shit that I'm not allowed to say. There are so <laughs> many times where Eddie and I sit there. I'm like Eddie, can I say this? Like, do not say that. Do not go onto this tangent about something uh, political. Right. And well, I mean, I just, what's funny is that what's funny is that you could do. You could probably be doing a song, and it would be fine. Like, you could just put <laughs> if you. Put the lyrics. <laughs> I could. You could do it in Korean. You'll be fine. 
I that's that's what I should do. Eric, do you um, want, are you trying to say that you want to be a rapper? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, <laughs> like, there are times I would like to be a rapper and a stand-up comedian, knowing that I'm bad at both. But I'm just incredibly <laughs> jealous of people who are able to do it. Um, and Eddie's always like, uh, "Do you want to not make money and be out of a job? And do you want to do you want to lose everything? Family? Yeah, do yeah. you want to lose everything?" That's the question we have to ask. All you. for a joke. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, well, if it's the right joke. But uh, <laughs> this dude's always against it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, grass is always greener, I guess. You know, mm. music like, uh, you know, musicians. Um, yeah, I mean, comics wish they could be musicians. And I guess musicians wish they could be comics. And <laughs> right. True, true, true. Yeah. Wise words. Um, but All right, so. But yeah, I mean… I don't know enough of a political thing, but you you put a lot of humor in between your in, in between your songs on on stage. So <laughs> I thought that stuff was pretty fun. Uh, well, thank yeah, you. Talking, thank you guys. Talking, talking about you're talking about your mom uh, not wanting like telling you to oh, yeah. not take off your shirt or something. That was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ronnie has inc- impeccable memory right now. <laughs> He's like <laughs> able to each of the phases of your set. This is amazing. What do you mean? It was a very memorable set, man. It was uh, yeah, it was amazing. That venue was uh, great as well. Yeah, Webster. Yeah, Hall. that's a cool venue. It's a really that's cool a venue. Yeah. Um, one last question before we jump into into today's commit or quit is, I guess growing up, you know, what were some of the movies, films, t- TV shows that really influenced you, and were there any stand up comedians or comics or anything that really influenced how you, uh, kind of work and create. Uh, I guess like Seinfeld, um, mm. was really cool. I think it kind of put the idea in in my head that you could you know go on stage and just tell jokes, and mm. you could like, you could kind of make observations about everyday life, you know, yeah, in a you know, and make that the joke, not just like street jokes, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like. Uh, not not who's there or whatever. Like there's like observational jokes. It kind of kind of right. I guess put me onto that. Um, mm, That's cool. I guess uh, I mean ev- everyone in college uh, in university was watching Russell Peters. You know, so there's oh, a lot of that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Everybody Dude, was like, wait, okay. time out. What yeah. happened to Russell Peters? Where is this guy? Yeah, oh, he's, uh, he's around. Yeah, he's around. He's, is uh, he? <laughs> Yeah, he's around. He's in. Uh, he's he's Canadian. He's pre- he probably li- he probably lives in L.A. Um, mm. uh-huh. Uh Yeah, I mean he he's around. He's touring. Well, you know he tour. He was he keeps touring worldwide. So I guess he's um, Russell I Peters was the one that did his. like the the Indian accent a lot, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, and um, yeah. Uh, who else was influencing? Russell I guess like uh, you know. And then as soon as you when you start getting onto comedy, you um. You start watching more and more comedians. So like, you know, Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle. Oh, mm-hmm. love Bill all Burr. All those guys. Yeah, all those guys right. kind of like… Um, kind of once you're on to stand-up comedy, you kind of get… You you, you start really exploring it the way you explore music. And you right, see all right, these different right. comics. You know, um, uh, Todd Berry. All these guys. All these really like New York comic guys. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. made me also want to move to New York City. Because all my comedy okay. heroes and all my favorite comedians kind of came came from New York, so I was gonna move to yeah. New York anyway to do comedy, oh. and I I was really lucky that I got the Daily Show. 
Because I look back on I, it now, like if I had moved to New York without the Daily Show, it would, man, it would. It would have been a how, how, yeah, how naive that would have been. Just going, <laughs> trying to go to New York from scratch, you know, as like a, as like this, I don't know, whatever, Malaysian, Australian kid just trying to tell dick jokes on stage. Let me ask you this, <laughs> but, yeah. Ronnie. What so, was the what was the defining moment that got you onto the Daily Show? Like, was there a big moment mm, that got you? I like mean, that full time uh, gig. Yeah, I guess I guess it would have been like I I did a show with Trevor Noah in Montreal, and uh, he really liked my set. And then uh, we I kind of know Trevor from the circuit because he 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 was doing the festival circuit a lot, which was kind of like the circuit I was doing, which is like the uh-huh. Melbourne Comedy Festival, Edinburgh, um, just for laugh circuit, basically everywhere outside of America. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, um, he he is like one of those guys, like legendary performers, you know, like the a month long Edinburgh festival. He started in like the smallest venue and then he ends the festival. By the end of the month, he's like in the largest venue in Edinburgh, which is unprecedented. So he was doing like a lot of like, you know, like rookie of the year things when I was coming Mm -hmm. up as well. And um, he, uh, he, we, we did a set, I I did a set on a show with him at Just for Laughs and he really liked it, I guess. And then three years later, he asked me to, uh, he asked me on The Daily Show. He asked me to audition for it, but essentially, Mm he was kind of pushing me through and um you know it, it, it was really cool of him to do that because we want the best of friends when we met and uh-huh. i'm sure he had closer friends who are you know much funnier but he just really wanted like asian people represented you know so and he didn't have to do that you know he could have easily just right. whatever let it slide but he he felt very strongly that he wanted that on the show i'm very lucky that i'm i'm the kind of uh, the conduit for that, but uh-huh. um, yeah, he he just wanted the representation, man, and uh, it it definitely allowed me to um, yeah, go on that platform, you know, and and um, kind of uh, do all the things. Everything that followed is because of that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I yeah, yeah, I really love the Daily Show, and I really yeah. one one thing I love about it is that. Trevor and yourself, a lot of people on that are not American. And you All guys right. are talking about American politics right. <laughs> to me. It's just like, it's a great way to just say, look, we have nothing really vested into this government, but we're going to talk shit about it because it's so ridiculous and it's going right. to be somewhat objective. Right. I just find it incredibly refreshing. I love it. Right. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. We try to, I mean, that was the idea to bring the outside perspective. In. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, ho- hopefully it's viewing it a bit more objectively with 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 uh, context, with um, yeah. perspective, with perspective. Right. Sorry, like because I feel like you know you two seem like pretty international guys as well. So we kind of yeah, like we you know we we see things in Australia, we see things in South Korea, um, mm-hmm. plus other parts of the world, you know, and then we see things in America. And sometimes it's like, damn, America is like so good. It's like at the elite level with so many things, you know, innovation mm-hmm. and 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 um, entertainment and culture and and you know all 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 these all these arts and sciences, um, right? And then it's so weird. Like sometimes you're like, "What? You guys don't have 
Like you don't have a train from LAX to the city. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> or, um, yeah. <laughs> like like how how is there no how is there no how how does Japan have like um, bullet trains for like the last fifty years and well America doesn't have like one bullet train in the whole country or you know like you know so it's interesting and it's not from like a, look sometimes it's from a like like a dissing point of view but also a lot of times it's not a lot of times it's from like yeah. damn you know there's all these How? really cool ideas that could ease, could be done in America and it's so weird that they don't right they, that's just not how they do it you know like healthcare Absolutely. how they approach healthcare right. how they approach um even this um you know coronavirus testing you know how they approach that kind of stuff like it's yeah. it's interesting yeah right it's exhausting yeah. living here. I'm I'm proud to be American, but as of late, it's been pretty exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like you come oh, you man. come down to you come down to uh, Australia, which is kind of um, uh, you know Western democracy. I I think mm-hmm. America Americans who have no problem kind of identifying with kind of Australian culture, you know, right. because it's both like Western worlds, right? Um, right, but in Australia, it's like yeah, they they kind of take care of people. They have healthcare. They have essentially free healthcare, free ed- essentially free education. Um, right, and then you 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 go like, well, they they manage to figure this out, but in America, it becomes this weird political fight about right. solutions. You right. know, as opposed to just solutions, it's always like like um, let's argue about it. Let's argue about Forever. the politics of it, as opposed to yeah. wait, what's the most efficient? way to solve this like um, right yeah. so that's always kind of weird in in america i think especially from if, you, know, if you come from singapore if you come from south korea even mm-hmm. australia yeah you know. today um outside <laughs> I, I feel like we could talk forever about <laughs> politics and life but yeah. the purpose of today's quote-unquote meeting slash podcast is to decide if we commit or quit on a movie that you have selected for us and yeah. um for people who are joining us for the first time do know that we have spoilers in this discussion because we have to discuss the movie and determine if we love it or if we hate it. And uh, today's movie Damn. is a classic. It if is a you, classic. If you guys hate this movie, then man, I don't even know what <laughs> I like. Wow. Yeah. If, okay. if anyone I, hates this movie, it's like you're you're like a race trader. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's... I'm going to be bullied a certain way into my decision making. <laughs> All right, but, let's, let's have thoughtful discussion. I'm looking forward to this. I, I really am. <laughs> sure. um, we're going to have some good discussions on this. Today's movie is called My Sassy Girl in Korean. It's called Yopki Jogin Kunyo. And it is an extremely popular South Korean rom-com directed by Kwak Jae-yong starring Jeon ji and Cha Tae-yeon. And it was released a whopping almost 20 years ago in 2001. It is currently available to stream in the U.S. on Amazon Prime. Now yeah. you can you can even we, buy it on YouTube for two. You can buy it on YouTube and Google Play as well. Uh, Eddie, if you could go ahead and read us the Amazon Prime synopsis sure about thing, this Eric. amazing. Whoa, hang on, make sure you're make sure you're reading the Korean one, not the not the American remake. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, I am. <laughs> okay, the Amazon Prime synopsis. Here we go. A college student becomes involved with a self-centered young woman who humiliates him at every turn in this classic romantic comedy for the ages. Did you hear that? It's for the ages. It's for the ages. That means this is a 
a, a, a how do you call it? A generational timeless movie. Yeah, is what it calls itself in its own description. Well, that's like like saying. I feel like you're (laughs) arguing against this right now. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying. It's like me being like, I am the voice of a generation, and Ronnie is the face of all comedians of Asian descent for life. Oh, I see where this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I'm not saying it's false. I'm not saying it's false. I'm just saying that's what the synopsis says, right? So. Um, (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Before we jump into it, I mean, Ronnie, is there a reason, an overarching overview of why you picked this movie before we deep dive into this? Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome (laughs) and it's fucking awesome. And I thought you guys were Korean, but I guess I guess not. I mean, I guess you guys are more I guess you guys are more American than Korean. The verdict isn't out yet. Yeah, yeah I know, but I, 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 can, I can read body language. Um, <laughs> wait, so, I mean, this movie came out um, and uh, I probably watched it late. I think I watched it like maybe a year after it came out or maybe two years. It kind of took two years mm-hmm. to get to me just because I'm not Korean. And um, uh, But I kind of heard about it and then I finally watched yeah. it while I was in… Um, I think I was in Australia when I watched it or maybe mm-hmm. not. But um, I, when I watched it, it just, it, you know, it… it 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 blew my mind. It was because I already love rom- romantic comedies. I'd never mm-hmm. seen uh, I'd never seen because of my own ignorance. I've never I'd never seen an Asian romantic comedy written with like written with that kind of uh, I guess Western sensibilities in the writing. And um, mm-hmm. the you know I think it was it, the the writing on that movie is really tight. Uh, yeah. The jokes all work. They, they, it's universal. I mean, the whole thing's in Korean, but I'm still getting behind it. Um, the right. <laughs> it, it was very heartfelt. Um, it, it was super funny. It was like it was also really insightful into like Korean culture in Korea, um, their attitudes towards men and women, and how all you right. know how it, like um, just cultural thing like modern Korea and how people kind of right. um, merge. Uh, I guess. Uh, like what's the social etiquette and traditions in Korea, uh, which I was pretty clueless to, to be honest. I mean, it was either watching period pieces or like, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this 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 had you know parts where he he visited his his in laws and it kind of showed how that power dynamic is and it's solid. And Ronnie, I I agree with you. Like I am a big rom com guy. I think you know having watched watched this in twenty twenty. Um, you know, so 19 years later, there are a lot Wait, of Wait, you didn't things. see it? You haven't seen it before? No, I watched it for this. But my, my parents had told me to watch this years ago. Um, but of course, wow. any wreck that comes from our parents, like I'm not going to watch that movie. Wow. So, uh, so watching this just a couple <laughs> nights ago, you know, I kept thinking to myself, this is really good. But is it like how we look at Titanic and then you show like a, a Gen Zer in high school Titanic and will they think it's dope? I guess that's that's my question. You know, I mean, like, this is interesting because so what? Uh, when when are you guys born in the nineties? Uh, I was. I'm born in eighty eight. Eddie's oh, born 90. in nineteen ninety. Okay, because I've been talking to like younger like Koreans Americans in their twenties, and nobody mm-hmm. nobody has seen this movie. And right, <laughs> and and so, but when you know, for my age, it's like everybody freaking watched this movie. Everyone saw this right. and loved it. So. There's an interesting generation gap happening here, but um, there, 
if you're asking me if younger people watch this and what do they see, I mean that's a good question. I can't speak for Koreans. I don't. I don't. I'm not even sure if I can speak for Asian Americans when they see this. Um, that's an interesting comparison. I mean, for me, it 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 kind of has that when Harry met Sally vibe mm-hmm. to it when you watch when Harry mm-hmm. McSally because you see them use like the old kind of phones the way they you know right. the way they go about life is very early 2000s but yeah. you get it you get it and you get that it's it's from the early 2000s and I think the the themes in it are pretty are pretty timelessly yeah, uh, yeah. Korean I, I you know they have that K-drama like it's everything's it, it, the whole thing set up as a joke and then it becomes like ultra dramatic Suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, and then they meet at the end. It has these really, I don't know, like uh, K-drama themes, but in a, um, done comedically and with kind of like Western sensibilities a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know what, I, I mean, mean I, you guys haven't officially shot on this movie yet. So I'm still wondering what you can <laughs> think about. Yeah. Just go for it, guys. Just go for it. I mean, no, I think look, it's you're, you're worried about… Yeah, I mean, you're worried about Trump jokes. I mean, this is going to probably get you more heat than... Yeah. Go ahead. Just oh say something bad gosh. about my sassy girl. Just do no, it, man. No, Just... no. no Bro, I think... I'm Eric, not trying to wrap life. Eric, I think we, before we do that, do you want to give a quick like just recap to our listeners of just like, yes. what this even is? If someone's not going right. to even care to watch this. Here we go. So, just for people who aren't going to watch this, who have not seen it, and if you have, I'm just going to do a quick recap, right? So we're going to walk you through the film, give you a couple fun facts, and then we're going to get into this heated, I don't want to call it a debate or hate speech time because I feel like we should approach this with love. But I don't know. There are a lot of, there's a lot of aggression coming my way right now. So <laughs> I'm a little nervous. If you see this on screen, I'm noticeably red because I'm A, laughing and also very nervous. So here it is. So My Sassy Girl, the film is actually based on a true story. Um, oh. And it was a huge hit. Uh, across East Asia in particularly. And uh, the girl who is nameless in the in the movie is Chun Jian, who you guys may know more recently for being in My Love from Another Star, being one of the biggest A-list actresses in Korea. The second, the main character is Kyonu, who is played by Cha Taehyun, who I believe this was his debut movie and he went off to win, you know, Best New Actor of the Year Award. And he's all across, you know, dramas, movies, variety shows, all over Korea all the time. So the quick recap of the plot to break it so down. Very successful. Is both are incredibly successful from this huge movie. From this, from this oh. movie. Okay. Yes. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. This I mean, is like yeah. this is dude, like an almost dude, dude. famous type of movie. I feel like Chun yeah. is larger than life, right? Like at this point, what it, what can we liken her to? Like Julia Roberts or something in her prime, and then this other dude, uh, Cha Taeyeon. I've seen him around. But his facial expressions are A1. Super, <laughs> yes. super good. So, so anyways. Right. He, he's, Go he's very good. So pretty much Kyonu is a college student. Comes across and helps a really, really drunk girl who's passed out in the subway who is played by Chun Jion. Again, she's nameless in this movie. So we're going to call her the girl. They just call her Kunyo, the girl. And so she ends up vomiting all over the subway. Passing out. So Cha Taeyeon, Kyonu takes her. To a motel to get her cleaned up and like lets her, you know, sleep there. And then he is suspected of like kidnapping this girl and like assaulting her. Ta- is taken to jail. So he has just like all these repeated accidents and mishaps that pretty much frame him as like a sexual predator slash 
a horrible guy, but he's actually just a dude who's just trying to help this girl. Um, and it's through these the series of events, I would say eccentric, unfortunate, hilarious incidents of him going to jail, of him uh, trying to help this girl, all this thing that they just kind of casually start dating. And the dating itself is probably one of the most um, stress-inducing dating courses Abusive. I've ever seen. Abusive, psychologically traumatic First, relationship. Whoa, this whole I've description seen. just sucks, man. This description is terrible. Dude, this description this is isn't doing much. justice to anything. It, this it sounds you describe. It sounds like you're describing like a horror horror movie, like. Every, your, all right, all right. Your, Ronnie, then your, you, Eric then is you, really missing you, the cuteness and comedic yeah, sensibilities of this movie. Yeah, when, when, when we say abusive, like it's, yeah, it's abusive like K drama abusive. Like you know when like a, a like a Korean girl will like you know slap her oppa or older no, you know person. Yeah, but that kind but of there's thing. a reason behind it. He's not. She's not just doing it. It's not like a domestic violence movie. Right. <laughs> you you just <laughs> described it like Juon or something. Like the way. You, I if if someone had told me this movie the way you're describing, I'd be like, I'm never watching this thing. So I don't know what you want, man. Just, just tell me All what right, you don't like true. about it. Can you go ahead and describe the rest of this movie for our listeners? And no, tell us- go watch it. I'm not gonna. You, you, yeah. any, I can You can make anything sound like shit if you describe it in like three sentences. Like it's yeah. a love story. The guy. Okay, if you want. Okay, so the big, the big, um, the big reveal here is that. Uh, so she, she anyway, she meets this guy on the train. Um, she vomits on him, which apparently in Korean culture is not okay, but I don't know by American standards, it's fine. And then, um, she, she, so he kind of brings her to a, um, they're strangers, but she like faints on him, and because he's like trying to be a good guy, he doesn't want to just leave her in her own vomit on the train. So he kind of brings her to a hotel, a motel room at night uh, just to sleep it off. But she, he gets mistaken as like a sexual pervert. So um, they, the police come and then he goes to jail and he tries to explain the whole situation. And then the next day, they, the, the, the girl and the guy meet up and she's like demanding answers from him. And then he's just mm-hmm. explaining what happened. And then she's like a really fierce woman um, by any standards. <laughs> but in uh, Korean culture in early 2000s, which I'm very surprised I have to explain to you guys, uh, apparently, it's very like um, it's it's kind of very uh, unorthodox to have a woman, a Korean woman, have such a strong personality. That's hence the title, uh, my sassy girl. Uh. So, so that's also another kind of twist on the the whole uh, idea between men and women dating in Korea, anyway. Right. Or at least, right. or, or at least in storytelling. Right. In storytelling, right. usually it's um, the other way around, like the guy is like this super macho dude and the woman's a bit more, I guess, submissive. But then this kind of flips that narrative, uh, which is also why it was so interesting as a, as a sure. um, movie. And so they, then they start dating after that. And then uh, she's a very demanding girlfriend. She's always asking him to do ridiculous things and like um, uh, outrageous things, in fact, like that, that, which is the dating sequence you're talking about. And then it's kind of revealed that she is dealing with some stuff. That's why she's putting mm-hmm. him through this, which is that like just before he met, just before she met him, uh, her her boyfriend like passed away, and so she's been dealing with those. You just issues. gave it away. 
Yeah, it's well, okay. There's spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, it's spoilers. Hundred yeah, percent spoilers, and also I know, but like, I love that Ronnie was like, I don't want to give it away, but then it just came away the entire. Thing. Yeah, man. Well, better. Hey, I rather yeah. people just know that there's. It's not yeah. just a, a domestic abuse movie, as you were describing right. it. We <laughs> have to side with yeah. Ronnie on this one. I think the yeah. way you describe this, you know, and 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 to be fair, everything up until this point has been a very light, airy. Like the music is like. Very cheery and it's like yeah, it's cute, cheerful. You know? It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and <laughs> it's. You it's, know what? You know what it is. I I completely. I was gonna say all those things. You just said them before I could say them. I was trying to make those points. So, okay. But since you Eric. did such a good job, <laughs> that's a cop out. You should just no, 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 no. You should just do this every week. Just come on the show every <laughs> week. Give a very straightforward kind of thing. You but still no. haven't answered. Just reveal yourself. Reveal <laughs> reveal yourself as a race trader, and tell people why you hate this movie. A race trader. Just tell. I'm a race just tell trader. people. You, yeah. Reveal no, yourself. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal if I put on your MAGA hat and tell people yeah. why you hate this movie. <laughs> so my MAGA hat. Oh this wow. Is, my this blood is, is boiling. I've never seen wow. Eric like this. To be this red and this flustered. I, I mean, this is… <laughs> oh, this, the format of this show goes… A little bit of an introduction. A little bit of a synopsis. Let's talk about the central themes. And then we decide if we're going to commit or quit. But right now, Ronnie… To give you guys a live update. He is demanding answers. He says he will not He's move on… hijacking the show. he figures out if Eric… Uh. Likes this oh, or not. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize the format. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can talk no, no, about, no. I guess, yeah, what do you not like or what do you like or not like about <laughs> yeah. it? Eddie, I what mean, do you like even, about the movie? What do I like about it? I mean, I'm also a big rom-com guy. So, you know, again, if I can get past like the lack of technology and like the really shitty old cell phones and stuff like that. I mean, I like it. I think, I think… What was tough for me to get by was kind of like the pacing. And I read a bunch of reviews mm-hmm. leading up to this to make sure I wasn't uh, leaving anything out. Ronnie's face just cursed you out. Ronnie's Fac- face just listen, shat on you. Listen, facial expressions, the acting, fantastic. Storyline, great. But I still think it could have probably cut out like 20 minutes. Mm. Just in the middle where it kind of lost itself. But anyways, I mean, still mm-hmm. a lot of heart. Um but I like it. I like a good rom-com. I like, you know, I like seeing these I mean, massive actors in their early stages as well. Right. Um. Like, what about the Korean elements of it, which I had no idea about? Like, mm-hmm. uh, was it like, were they, were they, were they kind of um, Korean themes authentic? Yeah. So one thing that, uh, as I watched this to my wife, which I explained earlier, she is American and white. She was like, you know, we've been watching a lot of K-dramas and Korean movies during quarantine. And she's like, what is this like, these gender roles of Korean women always being so much stronger than guys? Like this one is a pretty extreme case because she like literally has this guy wrapped around her finger. But even in like, I don't know if you've seen like Itaewon class and all these things. There are all these like guys who always play second fiddle and they're like kind of scared of the the female lead. I don't know. And I wanted to kind of throw that in. Well, this might be the one that started it. Yeah, that started yeah. that theme in storytelling. Because I think maybe it was like… Uh, it was so subversive mm-hmm, to right. see that. I mean, I, I spoke to one Korean friend about it when I went to law school with. So he's kind of my age. When when we when I first watched this, I was kind of going crazy about it. And I was like, 
knocking on people's doors, telling them to watch it like a <laughs> like a like a door to door evangelist. But um, uh, uh-huh. well, my Korean friend was like, "Yeah, you 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 don't fully understand unless you live in Korea, like how subversive it is mm-hmm. for a woman to." be treat a guy like that especially someone who's like a little bit older or whatever it was right. you know there's some dialogue that deals with that at the start when they're in the motel right and, right. Um, right and right. and he's like uh he's kind of very meekly saying like hey uh, i looked at your um your driver's license or your identification and uh, i noticed that i'm a bit older than you so yeah. uh if you could address yeah. me as such <laughs> which is super, yeah that was great which is yeah which is a super asian thing to you know that we have this naming hierarchy with age right and so yeah. he's like uh if you don't mind you know and then he's like and she's like okay whatever just talk let's just talk as equals and then he's like okay yeah, yeah that's that's also an option <laughs> and he, he just, i don't know i i I just yeah. think it's super f- fun and cute, and um, there was a lot of heart behind it. And I don't know, maybe I, maybe I like being abused by women. I don't know. I don't know something about this. <laughs> this um, this movie just kind of really like uh, resonated with me. Yeah. But, um, no, I, s- I think it was. I think it was a great movie. I I think um, there are definitely a lot a lot of themes, like we were saying, where Chun Ji since that role like even in my love from another star she plays this character of a very strong female lead who's very quirky who has a very interesting personality and does whatever she wants but that's what works for her in in these roles that she's played um even in other things that i've seen she's always this strong independent woman who who's beautiful and she kind of uses that to like her advantage in certain situations and i think this movie was really kind of like a starting point probably for a lot of storylines to show a very powerful female lead. So I think it really did set like a cultural precedent in some ways. And um, watching it, it was really funny because she just didn't give two shits about anything. She was just like, this is just who I am. And un- being un- unapologetically her. Um, yeah, but probably, there was a reason for that. There was, it wasn't, right, it right, wasn't right. just a… Yeah. Right, right. And, yeah, but I think just showing that… At the end, they they justify it and they say this is why she is this way. Um, mm-hmm. But for a lot of people who are watching it, they're probably like, "What the heck? This lady is crazy!" And right. to to just to point to how conservative t- things were at this time, I think when this movie was made, there was not a single like there's not a real kiss scene like a lovey dovey kiss scene, you know. And there are so many times where they just go to a cop out of like a handhold. Or just like a look in the eyes. It's like, I like you or I love you kind of thing. And to me, as I was watching this, like, man, this is 20 years ago. But even then, like in Korea, I still remember like public shows of showing of affection was not acceptable. Like kissing somebody on the lips, not acceptable. Even in movies and dramas, that was a big deal. Which is why even when you go back and you watch a lot of dramas, you're like, wow, that was like a lame ass kiss scene. And it's probably because it hadn't been done on, on screen a lot. So just to show that at that time, this was probably a very, very, like you were saying, a subvertive, subversive, very progressive movie in that sense. And I think when you mm-hmm. take it in that context, it, it adds a lot of cultural importance and value um, and, and, and said a lot for that time. I think when I watched it yesterday for the first time, I watched it for the first time too. And wow. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie's about to just. What the fuck? Is if going Ronnie on? was next to me, he literally punched my face. Um, <laughs> but I had seen this everywhere. Like I had seen the posters everywhere. There's still, you know, a lot of references made to it to this day. I just never seen it. So I'm, I'm glad sure that you brought it to the you table. You still I'm, haven't said what you don't like about it. 
What I did not like about it. Okay. Not saying I did not like the movie. What I did not like about it was that I felt like. And this is to to credit the director. They did like multiple parts. They did like the first, the opening, the prologue, blah, blah, blah. And they have like different parts of the, of them acting out screenplays that she wrote. Because her dream was to be a screenplay writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like one of those could just be taken out. Where it's right. just, I get it. Like. <laughs> oh my God. Right now we're talking about editing. We're talking no, about no, no, editing. No. We're talking no. about the greatest career movie felt, of all time, and you're like talking about I editing. Just, look, I, I just like, felt. Like, no, you're, you're, look, you're not necessarily wrong. Like, I actually, I actually kind of agree with that. That was actually interesting insight about how conservative that time was, and that I didn't even notice there was no kissing in it. They hit it really well because there's right. times when he asks her to kiss, and then she, she like slaps him or something comes and interrupts mm-hmm. it, which is like a really comedic way to stop, like. Um, I think it's a creative way if they're trying to not show public displays of affection. There was a kind of creative comedic way to stop that from happening while still mm-hmm. not making it feel like this was a weird stiff movie where what you know what it felt very uh, authentic. Those moments felt very authentic. They didn't feel too contrived. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Although obviously they're comedically contrived, but the mm-hmm. emotional part of it wasn't contrived. I think. Um, but it's interesting that. Um, uh, you're saying like I actually agree with the editing part. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, with with editing, you can look. I mean, at the Daily Show, I learned that uh, we doing film pieces. Like you, when when it comes to editing films and short movies and whatever, it's like uh, you gotta kill your babies. You know, I'm not sure if music's mm-hmm. like that, but there's a lot of times when you're like, ah, oh, damn, I really like this scene or this joke. Yeah. It's like you gotta be ready to kill your babies. So, uh, yeah, I can see that it could benefit from it. From 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 maybe showing it twenty minutes and those those screenplay s- scenes you said are probably perfect for cutting out, um, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like it's it's one of those things where the whole movie is good and we can you can talk about like cutting that scene or cutting this scene but to go I didn't like it because of that I you know for me that doesn't it doesn't track right like, to to not like the whole movie because of these little. I just feel like you're kind of picking at it and just for <laughs> reasons to not like it. I don't know really what's bugging no. you. I, maybe it's the strong female leads or maybe the fact that it's like Korean Americans oh got my behind God. it before yeah. they got behind you. Yeah. Or, Reminiscent um, of a past relationship yeah. or something like that. Yeah, maybe it's oh, bringing up some memories or… I'm right I'm right there with you. It's Trump, a, it's a- Trump supporter or I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure it out. But, oh my but, God. Ronnie yeah, is all- just triggering me in all the right ways. I'm… <laughs> About to just just explode over here. Ooh. Hey, I mean, I guess people who you know, MAGA people don't like this movie either. So, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Eric, I agree. If that's if that's wow. the only bone you have to pick about it, then that's this definitely not a reason to not commit to it. But I mean, I said that but, too. It's like the twenty minutes there; it could have been gone. But it seems like Ronnie is very forgiving because it touched on the heartstrings at a time in two thousand and three when he just had no idea movies like this existed. So, I mean, yo. <laughs> I get it. It's not even. I it's not even culturally. It. It's not even watching it just because it's culturally significant. It's watching it, I. I don't know. I watched the whole thing. I'm like, man, this is fun. This movie's fun. There's, yeah. The dialogue's fun. The the interactions are fun. And some stuff yeah. is like, what? What's going? <laughs> like, it's it's kind of weird and quirky. And uh, yeah. Granted, maybe some of the. It's weird because the pacing will go from like, um, comedic comedic to action to suddenly it's uh 
suddenly it's like a K drama, and then mm-hmm. you know it gets really dramatic. So I agree, it can I guess, but maybe because I like all those genres, so I yeah. got behind it. I got behind what this guy was trying to do. You know, like yeah. you're making only one movie. Go guess what? I'm gonna make every single movie I ever liked. I'm gonna put it in there. You know, like <laughs> I'm gonna cram like, five I, of them into one. Yeah, like I like Korean um, uh, martial arts period pieces. Uh-huh. So there's like a scene with that. I like uh, right. modern action. I'm gonna put that scene in there, and I'm gonna put the, you know like. It, it just felt like someone who was like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. And if I make one movie ever, this is it. I'm just going to put everything into it. And it, <laughs> and it, you can't deny the, the results. Like it blew up. The, the objective results, right. you know? The, not, right. Not, that is true. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I have, I have a question. Brownie, how much K-drama, how many K-movies have you seen since this? Are you, are you an avid watcher? Like what is your experience? Like what do you have to compare this to? This is obviously one of those legendary type of yeah. films for you but have you seen a lot of things after I that i was i was watching more j dramas than k dramas mm. i think yeah because the j dramas had like these interesting like um uh like w- the ones i was watching were like all like sports based there was like a baseball mm. one i think it was called h1 or something or uh, mm-hmm. um so I was watching a lot of these J-dramas with like a gimmick, you know. I wasn't watching the… So in Singapore, the, the K-dramas were becoming really popular because they were like super sad. I think it was Winter Sonata. Son- yeah. What was that one again? Winter um, Sonata. Yeah, Winter There's Sonata. Like, like fall, autumn something, winter something. There's a something for yeah. every season. Yeah. Yeah, it's like super sad. And I just… Uh, you know, I just don't like sad stories. So yeah. I wasn't watching a lot of the… Um, the the popular K dramas at the time because they were all super dramatic and sad. So yeah, no, I I didn't. But this was this was my introduction to like Korean storytelling. Mm. So since go. then, have you seen like Itaewon Class or any of these like? Have you seen My Love from Another Star from Chun Jiyeon? No, I haven't. No, I didn't. I was trying to, and I just couldn't get around to like. It was too hot to like torrent it. And then it just kind of passed me by. But at the time, <laughs> come on, Ronnie, yeah. you're doing yeah. great. <laughs> Get a get a DSP login and just watch oh. it, and then we'll and then we'll like rediscuss because if you love this movie, then you're gonna love my love from another star. Sure, which is but like yeah, you're this gonna is, love it. Yeah. This is the OG though. This is the one that started. This all is the OG. This is yeah. very OG. true. So, um, well, why don't yeah, you why I mean, don't you talk about what you like about it instead of just shitting on things like. I, to you make, guys, yeah. I just want to say I haven't <laughs> shit on this movie yet. I literally just said <laughs> keyword yeah. yet. Then just talk, just talk about what you like about it. Then people yeah. trying to make stuff. Other people just being what haters, I- man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did I like about it? I feel so bullied right now, and I like it. I, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> um, I like this balance here. You know, it's like oh the moment gosh. we're like, let's talk about the synopsis. And Eric, you weren't giving that amount of uh, enthusiasm that Ronnie was expecting. He was like, hell no. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be damned if your Korean American fans watch this and not watch this movie. You gotta watch this movie. You gotta watch it. It's required gosh. viewing. No, I, you know what? I, I am, I appreciate you having brought this movie because it forced me to watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> two, um, I think it's a it's a good movie and it's solid because it when I when you watch it, it's like oh, this is the base for so much of the success of of modern day Korean cinema and dramas, and it provides a lot of context for that. And 
I think for people who, like the majority of the listeners for this podcast who may be under the age of 20, it may be difficult <laughs> for them to relate to because it was probably created in the year that they were born. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize so, that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the part of the thing is like, when you take it for what it is, like for me, I think it's the perfect kind of in the background kind of thing as you may be having a drink or just kind of stuff. Ronnie's going to flip a shit right now. But, and I say that because <laughs> for, for my purposes, right, of the 20 minutes that could be cut out, right, that was exactly when I started getting lost. Because for people who grew up with cell phones, who grew up with internet, who grew up with Facebook, it's like, wait, why can't they just call them or whatever? And it's like, oh, right. During this time, Ronnie actually just died. He's not moving on screen. <laughs> He has died. They can't call people. They can't reach out to people. And so it requires people to understand the cultural context of when this movie was created. Which, right. if you have the patience and if you what have the, fuck? the ability, that's great. That, what we, do, you, do you watch The Godfather and you're like, hey, how come they don't just launch nuclear missiles at the other family and just kill them? <laughs> Oh, because this is the because 1930s. Because they don't have access to <laughs> nuclear shit. What, what are we talking about? You you don't let my sassy go because people watch and go, I'm why not, are the phones so old? Look, look, look. Why can't look, he just look. FaceTime I'm not her? saying I don't like it. I'm <laughs> saying… <laughs> I've ever heard to not like my sassy yeah. girl. Did you hear no, that? We had, just I'm said, not saying I don't like it. Girl. It's like, oh, they'll watch it and they won't get why these two people can't look, just Look, Ronnie's sitting here. Is your wife there? Is your wife next to you? Who's next to you? No, this is okay. Uh, I mean, look, did you? I, uh, I, what the? F so what? You no yeah. one, none of your fans can watch anything before iPhones. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> they look at stories. They watch Star Wars, then just start throwing up. They're just yeah, disgusted. They're, essentially, what? essentially. In right, Indiana right, Jones. Guys, no, yeah. Oh my. Okay, I'm not like. Look. Dude, dude, okay, this is like the Harry. Were, were your fans like when Harry met Sally? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't if think you can watch I when think, Harry met Sally. Yeah. I think I think you can enjoy this movie no matter when you were born. I think when it comes however, when it comes to relating to a movie or a piece of work, right? Like mm -hmm. I feel like <laughs> Ronnie's so skeptical. Ronnie's literally Ronnie's gonna like throw up on my face right now. Um but Eric, complete your thought. On. How You're onto I, something. How should I phrase You're this? onto something. I think for somebody to fully enjoy a movie, right, or a piece, it has to be relatable in some sense, right? Even when it comes to music or stand-up, if I've lived what you've lived or I can understand what you're going through, it's much more relatable and I can I can vibe with that. I think no, when it comes to the purposes… You're right. You have to have superpowers in order to watch the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but to... here's the thing. Super you watch Titanic, like you, you watch Titanic and go, why won't the helicopters <laughs> just coming down and just saving these people? <laughs> All right, fine. No, I lose. I lose. Eric, but Eric. I'm not I saying this Eric, is a bad film. I'm yeah, not saying this is ahead. not… I'm not saying this is a bad film. I'm not saying that this is not worth watching. I think just for, for myself, right? There were moments where I was like, okay, definitely could pick it up. I definitely like the characters. I like the screenplay. I like the wittiness… And this kind of like the smart aleck nature of everything that goes on with this movie, right? Sure. I had a personal hard time 
sitting down and watching 123 minutes of this it was, from it was start long. to beginning. It was long. That was, was my hours. issue. And as I try to pull apart, where am I having the issue? That's where I can relate it to. It was those it was those montages. But again, it sounds like it's something that you you would still enjoy despite the lack of editing. But I agree. I, you know, we, <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, we had we had a conversation about this a couple of episodes ago in regards to like how romantic and relatable writing letters were to one another. You know, like at the end where they like put the little letter in the box and they bury yeah, it. Yeah. Like I love that. That really tugs at my heartstrings because I was a guy in kindergarten writing letters to my girlfriend at the time. You know, slipping yeah. in her locker could or your, whatever. Because c- you're a normal guy who <laughs> likes love stories, which apparently exactly. Eric… The love but, song singer can't get behind. I, I, what, I, what I'll say to, to Eric's point, the generation right now, and, and we have a vast listenership of people in college and below. This is like, isn't this like Gen Z younger millennials that like have to have Quibi as a platform because they can't watch like a 30 minute, one hour long series and they need it to be abridged. You know, like everything needs to be like way more like boom, 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 boom. Rather than like, oh, there's character development. Oh, like there are kids right now, younger kids that cannot do Game of Thrones because they can't. They just can't Look, get through the first three episodes. If you're the kind of person who can't doesn't have the attention span for character development, then yeah, nothing you watch will be good. <laughs> it's like it's just like with uh, stand-up comedy. If you don't have the, if you want uh, like a freaking meme, if you want like you know, if you want right. like a one JPEG meme with a joke, and you're like. This made me laugh really quick and super hard. Why would I watch a stand-up special? Then yeah, I guess I mean right. Uh, then, then you can, so Eric, yeah. Eric, I think you need to clarify your thoughts here. Okay, I think that you mean to say that for purposes feel, of the show, right? Maybe feel very some of the listeners. <laughs> maybe some of the listeners may not have the attention span for it. Which again, I can also <laughs> Just agree. Shitting on the listeners. <laughs> Look, guys. I mean, the bottom line is I, these guys clearly don't want to don't want to put themselves out there to get behind. I get behind Korean culture. I get behind yeah. what the director was doing. I love creators. Yeah. If you're out there making Dude. stuff, I'm down for you. If look, get watch this movie. If you don't have the attention span for it, then whatever. Nothing can help you. You can't make people like have patience oh, to man. watch a good movie. It's like go. It's like trying to justify The Godfather. Like right, what? like mm. you don't you don't want to watch The Godfather? Then what? Like you're just not in you're just not at the point in your life where you can enjoy that form of um, mm-hmm. uh, of creative expression. But um, <laughs> I think, I think this, is, I'm this is a good intellectually not developed enough to enjoy certain <laughs> things. I'm just a very I'm a simpleton. Okay, I'm a simpleton. I like simple things. And maybe I'm just not sophisticated. You know, you know, you know what it is, Ronnie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put it right down to what this is. I can pinpoint exactly what this is. You know, Eric is a guy who's doing a million different things at once, and so he doesn't have the patience for even those little montages. Just like I, you know, I can't deal with this. So, anyways, now that we've I regret everything. <laughs> I regret everything. So go ahead. Anyways. Where do you go? Where do we go from here? Should we just go like, ahead and not much decide? you can go like, from here? I mean, if we hate art and we hate uh, <laughs> we hate storytellers and we hate um, love stories, well, 
Just go, oh just God. go look at Inst- go look at Instagram, and um, you know, <laughs> just go scroll through Instagram. There's really nowhere to go from here. Then you go, just go on Instagram and scroll through it and find a meme you like, and then I don't know, pat yourself on the back. Uh, if you enjoy, if you enjoy love and culture and uh, Asians and Koreans and um, uh, c- cinematic, <laughs> if you love uh, Asians and Koreans. <laughs> If you love Asian people, you, you know you love, might love oh this movie. God. If you love love and character development and yeah. um, uh, uh, happy endings, and um, you like the good right. with the bad, and the the light and the dark, the shade, um, yeah, the, the sweet and the sour. Oh my and god! You can take that emotional journey, and you have the patience to not look at your fucking phone for. I don't know. Um, an hour twenty two hours. Minutes no, and, no, no. It's two hours. It's two, two hours. hours and, yeah, you said hour twenty three. So if you take the thirty minutes out, I think Eric would be in. Sure. But, yeah. Oh, I would. Yeah, yeah I would be totally in for an hour and twenty hours. minutes. Watch a bit of cinematic history of a Korean movie that uh, started the entire Korean cinema revolution. That uh, without the <laughs> um, with without which we wouldn't have Parasite or Eric Nam or BTS or <laughs> um, or. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, All right. so well Professor Ronnie Chang has given his his uh his <laughs> testimony. Uh <laughs> I guess he Eddie. Has equity in this. Like we gotta look through the credits. Like I'm pretty sure he's gonna be like a producer in the line <laughs> yeah. here. I think, I'm pretty I think, sure yeah, you get like, back end residual income from this, don't you? <laughs> I'm, just I'm cool. convinced you do. I'm just a fan. That's great. Commit or quit. Oh, man. Korean culture. I'm a fan of yeah. Korean culture, Korean movies. Yeah. All right. That's Typically, great. at the end of the show, we ask our guests to give a reason <laughs> as to why they should watch the movie they provided. I'm not going to ask you. I don't need to ask you. You've already done that. You've hijacked the time to just propagate your agenda <laughs> of my sassy girl. So I'm this not going to. This was never commit or quit. It was commit or quit. Uh, commit. That's, that's commit it. or commit. That's, commit or that's commit. it. I mean, I Eddie, what die. do you. commit or be assassinated Um, Eddie what are you going to do are you going to commit or be assassinated no this is crazy this is the first uh, this is the first time that uh, my hands have been sweaty as we've been you know recording a commit or quit episode just because it's so (laughs) heated I love it you know this is this is great you bring up great points Ronnie and um, and for that reason and and (laughs) genuinely And because I don't want to die and I'm about to start a family soon, <laughs> I'm gonna to have to commit. But but real but but uh but realistically, um it is one of those legendary movies. Like I think when I think of old boy and all of the twisted kind of thriller horror movies that come out of Korea afterwards, like it was like that was the start, you know. So my sassy girl, I think, was maybe the tip of the iceberg that really just got all of these like romantic comedies going. And Chun Ji like she crushed it and then she like exploded off my love from another star which by the way Ronnie that is your homework I know you're a busy guy but you're gonna love it if you love this and so yeah it's a commit mm-hmm. for me it's a commit for me you have to watch it thank you alright yeah let's just wrap up the show now um, <laughs> we're gonna just <laughs> Eric come on you give it to All us right. like is this a All commit right. or a quit give us your best look, look. <laughs> for a fear of ruining a, a friendship a, a new budding friendship that I'm just <laughs> Terrified. I uh I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna commit because I've already watched it. I've already watched it, guys. So I'm already committed. Now I will do a caveat because you know, for people who have a horrible attention span, who uh like things 
just kind of chew through it, it's going to be hard Hot for pockets. you. Right? I have a really bad attention span. But having said that, I appreciated the movie for what it was. I think it is a very culturally important and historically important movie. And I think that there are… It is like a time travel movie where you kind of go back and you're like, Oh, this is life in the early 2000s. And Even Korea. the soju bottles. The soju bottles. The soju bottles. The little cell phones. The subway. Just everything about it. There are scenes in this movie where I'm watching. It's like, oh, this is this location that I pass by every day. It looked completely different 20 years ago, obviously. But there are a lot of cultural things where you're watching it. And it's like walking into a time capsule. And for that, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I love the story itself. Could there be 20 minutes less? Absolutely. But that's the beauty of cinema 20 years ago. They took their time because people had longer attention spans. So that's right. for what it is, I commit to it's it. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I'm sweating so much. Anyways. You did. That was really well said, Eric. I think I think you nailed it. That was really well but done. But I did have to provide I had did have to provide the honest, honest feedback. And for fear of Ronnie getting on a on a plane, flying to Korea, doing two weeks of quarantine just so he could <laughs> stab me in the back. I, I did think of that, but I'm going to commit to it. So there you go. That's what we have oh. for Commit or Quits, my sassy girl. Uh, Ronnie, thank you for bringing this movie and, and such heated <laughs> debate. I've never been so on edge and nervous during a discussion before, but I'm glad that this happened. And I think your law school training really gave you a legs up when it comes to bullying uh, regarding a movie in a certain way. Oh, absolutely. And Happy to be on. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. I really appreciate um, it. Before yeah. we doesn't even acknowledge that. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, love Korean culture. I, for one, have always been a fan of my Zesty Girl. And uh, if you're Korean, I think you should probably get behind me. Uh, sounds like one of us I, in this chat is really representing the culture properly. <laughs> Um, before we let you go, we have some questions from fans that we want to ask you uh, on their behalf. Uh, this what? is from Crying Fox Sushi. Has there ever been a joke or a bit that you were nervous or scared to use because you're terrified of the reaction? <laughs> um, uh, it's a very complicated was, question. I mean, uh, uh, I guess I'm. Yeah, or trying new material is always kind of scary. So any new joke, uh -huh. which I'm which I'm trying to figure out, like, uh, so the process is usually you write new jokes and then you you go to open mic rooms or comedy rooms and you mm -hmm. just try work it out, right? So that that process is usually pretty like nerve wracking in itself, you know. Um, uh -huh. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I mean, uh, is there one bit in sp in particular, like one that you remember being like, oh, this is no. Nah, I mean, it's all it's all it's very hard to explain the process because I every every living second I'm thinking of jokes, so it's like mm. I, that you know, like there's no one thing. It's so every day there's sure. something, and you're always trying to push the you know push the edge, so everything can get kind of edgy sometimes. And yeah, there's times when I gotta ask my wife like, oh, is this okay or um, is it okay to say this? But uh, you kind of learn by just doing it, right? You do it on stage and mm -hmm. you get the actual feedback from people. And mm -hmm. I tour around just like you do around America and around the world. So yeah. you do it enough times, you get a good handle on like, is it does this work? That um, is it worth doing? Is it is um, are people laughing for the right reasons? 
you know mm-hmm. um yeah so uh i i i mean to answer the question um i think almost every every joke i do has that feel to it, at least at the start right uh-huh and yeah. i guess it's just i guess you i guess in my head it's like you go to the extreme and then you start paring back you start cutting back it's like okay how do we make this acceptable or like relatable yeah maybe yeah yeah depends that's on what's probably going how on. But, i but, i i think of it yeah Right, yeah, but that I mean, that sometimes, but. sometimes when the whole the whole point is to be edgy, you know, some point, some mm-hmm. some jokes, the point the point is to cross the line, and just yeah, you know, so um, uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, cool. but if you watch my special and you tell me what you think is um, probably more edgy, maybe that maybe that was probably one of the jokes which I was <laughs> might have been worried about, yeah. Dude, you sorry, I wish I, could, I wish I could answer her better, but I or him him or it's her good. better, but I yeah. Eddie, what were you gonna say? No, I, I was just gonna come back and say how much I enjoy that special. I mean, even like mm. the Amazon bit and just how you you know. Okay, whoever hasn't watched this show and is checking out this podcast, do yourself a favor and watch this stand up. You're gonna really yeah. really enjoy it. Um, I wonder what Eric says about this on another podcast if he's commit or quit on my special. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. 20 minutes. That's the next could probably episode. Be. <laughs> <laughs> just going to be a bonus episode. Yeah. I just don't oh think 2019, I mean, what was going on then? I, we just can't relate to like, people this using pre-corona Amazon. Pre-corona like, times. Yeah, pre-corona. Pre-corona like, yeah, times. I just think that and... to watch something, you need to have lived it. Oh my gosh. I, I, have, I, have, I have a question. Um, do you see yourself ever doing like a live stream stand-up? I know, like a lot of musicians, no. even including Eric, doing it. You just need. The, do you need that reciprocity? You from need the audience? energy. You need audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah stand-up comedy requires a live audience. Yeah, so uh, I live com live, Zoom comedy is just. Uh, I've, been av- I've been avoiding doing. It. I'm going to try to avoid doing it as long as I can. Because <laughs> you can, because yeah. you can have like up to like what 200 people or something. Technically, yeah, if you had them in a it, Zoom. Like you, yes. com- comedy needs the instant feedback. Like you can't right. do it with a delay or like a. It's just not optimal. It's you not have to the read same. the room. Yeah, you got to right. read not, the room. It, it, it's not. It's not the same. Uh, you, uh, I personally, I'm trying to avoid doing it as much as possible. So hopefully the yeah. world, world doesn't end before I have to, you know. <laughs> just, uh, get yeah, that'd be great. Room. Yeah. yeah, we'll get through it. Um. But anyways, Ronnie, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, thank you so much for making time and joining us on Commit or Quit. I really appreciated you being a bully. Um, and no I hope problem. that you can join join us again at some point and just really ram another movie down our throats. Because um, I think it would be a lot of fun. So <laughs> I've never seen somebody just take this and say, you're going to like it. You're gonna like it. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I thought I chose the movie that you guys would get behind. I didn't want to pick yeah. something else, and apparently, I'm no, the, I, I, I got I'm the only it. guy who liked my sassy girl. No. The fuck, everyone. No, we liked it. We committed. There are three commits. We loved it. We yeah, loved okay, it. Loved it. Good. Good. It's a good. It's a. It's a great movie. I would love. I to, think. Yeah, I think it would be like Ronnie. You would give this thing close to like a ninety-eight to hundred percent, right, on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Sounds yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I'd give it like an 85. And it sounds like Eric would probably give it like a 74. No, no, no. I'd give it a 90. So, Whoa. Eddie, it's on you. Eddie, you're horrible. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving you're 85. Just a horrible guy. Yeah, 85 is really good. <laughs> 85 is really okay. good in my book. All right. So, all right. Well, any Koreans uh, watching this, uh, I gave it 100. So, just know who. 
who's the real ambassador of Korean Dude, culture. Dude, yeah. where can we find Ronnie's you? just trying to take over Korea right now. Where can we yeah, find what's you? What's coming up for you? What's coming up for you next? Like, what do you got working? Okay. <laughs> just follow That's me uh, at Ronnie Chang, whatever. Hopefully, I'll see you guys on the road in America in 2021. For real, I, I just yeah. postponed my live tour to 2021. So, um, Yeah, uh, we just saw. Yeah, check out the shows in 2021. <laughs> Well, I'll oh, be there man. with a hazmat yeah. suit and a mask on. So okay. I'll see you there. <laughs> um, but thanks again for making time. Really great catching up with you. And sure. uh, yeah, as always, more than welcome back anytime to just fight. I'd love to just fight. argue, yeah. Verbally argue with you. I know I lose, but <sighs> I like to think that I'm improving myself. Hey, no. Thanks for having me on. Uh, really great to meet you guys. Uh, loved your concert. I'm a huge fan of your thank you, thank music you. now. I, I think your show probably could have cut like 20 minutes out of it. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just because I have a low attention span. <laughs> I couldn't really yeah. relate to like the oh sexy guys gosh. dancing on stage. Like, yeah. I couldn't relate to shirtless muscle men on stage. So I'm a bit like, I don't know where I fit oh into this, God. but... Um, <laughs> Hey, you know, like, yeah. yeah. I regret everything. I regret yeah. it all. This is this. I've just been watching this whole podcast episode unfold. How it was just like mutual respect. And I was like, hey, man, I loved your concert. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. You're dope, man. You're the funniest guy I know. Oh, you're the best singer I know. And then just like crumbling to pieces. I love nah, it. Oh, awesome, okay. I love, what love we've been doing. My, my, my wife and her friends all love you. And they're sharing your clips uh, around and it's, well, it's thank funny, you. Man. Please They're tell talking them behind thank our you. back right now. They can't believe I'm on the podcast with you. They keep messaging <laughs> each other. They keep messaging me on my phone like, are you talking to Eric now? I'm like, yeah. He hates, he hates my sassy girl. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be trusted. He's an enemy. Thanks for having so me on. Good, you guys, take care. Take care. Congratulations right. on uh, everything. Thank you so much. Likewise. And uh, hopefully we'll connect sooner than later. Yeah, we'll do. See you, Eddie. Sounds good, bro. All right. All right thanks. Bye. Yeah, bye, bye. Oh man. Um, so that was it. That was our episode with Ronnie Chang. Hope you guys enjoyed it as we discussed my sassy girl. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I felt very I felt I was pressured. I was I was bullied. How Eric, did you feel, us, Eddie? Eric, tell us, like, did you really commit to it? Or would you have liked to quit should he have not? Look, applied that type of uh, let's be honest if he wasn't such a if he wasn't so adamant if this was one of his favorite all-time movies i would have broken his heart i was just afraid that i would break his heart forever and wait but for real you would have quit i would have i think i'm still glad i watched it i'll say that i'm glad i watched it so in that sense i will commit but again i think there were moments in it where i was like i'm getting tired mm -hmm. right so it was a commit but it was like a very close to me being like, okay, I can't watch this anymore. So for me, it was that's why I was like, if I could do something as I watch it, great. Maybe if I was like on a treadmill or if I was, I don't know. No. I don't know. And you're still commit? Yeah, I'm still a commit. I mean, just I mean, because you, it's, a legend, just, it's a legendary. You love love, love stories too. I know. So I, I do. But anyways, uh, thanks everybody for tuning into this week's episode of Commit or Quit with Ronnie Chang. Please go ahead and tag us on Twitter at The Dive Studio to let us know if you agree with us on this yeah. with the hashtag commit or quit. And be sure to subscribe to Dive Studios on YouTube at youtube.com backslash dive studios. Follow us on IG 
at The Dive Studios. Follow us on TikTok as well because that is currently exploding. The future. Yeah, and please make sure to become a patron of ours at patreon.com backslash dive studios. You know, we mention this every week, but we do have some cool perks, uh, full videos, opportunities to Zoom call with us, et cetera, et cetera. And, And most importantly, it does help the entire Dive Studios team to be pumping out podcasts to your liking. And lastly, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Uh, Leave us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next week on Commit or Quit. Quit. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.